Hello guys, you welcome to the Word Up Podcast. On this program, we discuss version's Bible verse of the day. If you're joining us for the first time, we're glad to have you. I'm Matthew Ojas, your host, and it's my pleasure to share with you today. In today's episode, we'll be looking at present sufferings and future glory. Just before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to make an announcement for a phenomenal Christian festival taking place at the Isle of Wight. It's called Lion Heart. The name speaks volume. I was there last year and will be this weekend as well. Lion Heart holds from Friday, July 14th to Sunday, July 16th, 2023. It promises to feature a lovely time of worship from folks like Noel Robinson, Danny Oates, Zach Carpenter, Rob Westo, Rebecca Aladiron, and lots more. And a powerful ministration of God's word from Luke Wareham, Luke Cartwright, and lots more. There is camping on site, crutch, children ministry with Bouncing Castle. Tickets are currently being sold at a discounted rate, so please do visit the website for more info at lionheartfestival.co.uk. Now let's get right into the verse for today. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. I'll read the NIV and the Amplified versions. The NIV says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And the Amplified version says, For I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. If you read two verses leading up to verse 18, you'd hear the apostle talking about the Holy Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. He went on to say, if we are children of God, then we are heirs heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may share in his glory. I was reading this with my natural mind and thinking to myself, okay, cool. If we're children of God, joint heirs with Christ and all those lovely promises, then why do we have to suffer? Hmm. I guess that's a similar question in someone's mind. But join me as I take us on this journey and I hope that at the end of today we'll have a clearer picture as to why these things happen. It's not some guy who checks a register to see if we're children of God that we could doubt the authenticity of his result to say perhaps we're not. He just lied to us or he didn't check right. Our names weren't listed there. It is the very Spirit of God himself who is also called the Spirit of Truth. He bears witness with our spirit. There is no lie or falsehood in him. When he bears witness, his testimony is true and cannot be faulted. So then why is this the case? Why do we have to suffer? The word translated suffering originated from the word which meant hardship, pain, or affliction. This word was used in relation to Jesus more than anyone else in the Bible. If we judge by one's righteousness to determine if one needed to go through pain, 
then Jesus did not deserve any of the suffering he went through. As I pondered on this once again, I realized the price Jesus had to go through for us. He didn't have to go through it, but he did. And then the beauty is that he didn't end in suffering. He triumphed in glory. And that's true for us as well. I'm not sure if to say fortunately or unfortunately, but we live in a sinful, fallen, broken world full of wickedness, pain and hurt. Our relationship with Jesus does guarantee us something and that's eternal life. We have hope and eternal life is not something that begin that that pauses to begin only in the future eternal life begins from right here on earth one of the most popular scriptures ever ever known john 3:16 says whosoever believes in jesus will not perish but have eternal life even jesus says in this world we will face hardships and tribulations but he says be encouraged for he has overcome the world. We established a few weeks ago that God does not cause us pain. God does not cause us evil. There's no evil in God. All he does is good. The tough times we face is as a result of the broken and the fallen world that we're in. Having said that, we read about Jesus, how he was anointed with Holy Ghost and power he went about doing good, healing all oppressed of the enemy, setting captives free. So sickness, persecution, lack, and the likes are part of the tough times on earth. And in the ministry of Jesus, we saw him turn these situations around to bring joy. Now there is the sovereignty of God and the faith of man. We have different journeys in life and some things are considered part of God's will while others are not. And while God does not cause us to suffer, he can, through the hardship we face, manifest his great power to the glory of his name, turning everything round to bring forth joy. Understanding God's will is important for us all. For Lazarus, he went through sickness, pain, and eventually died was raised to life again by the power of Jesus. This led many to experience the saving power of Christ. For Paul the Apostle, it was different. When Paul was faced with a thorn in his flesh, which he described as a messenger of Satan, he prayed to God several times, but God responded to him saying, My grace is sufficient for you. If there was someone who suffered for gospel's sake, it was Paul. His suffering was actually foretold at the time of his call and he had experienced the deliverance of God. So he was writing this from a place of experience. He started this verse by saying, For I reckon I have this conclusion. I have thought about everything and this is my resolve that what we go through in this present life, in this present time, which can also mean our time on earth, our sojourn here on earth, they're not worth comparing to the glory. So now that brings us to this question, what is this glory? The presence of Christ in us is the hope that we have of glory. 
We face different challenges in life, but we are sure that all things work together for our good. Even when we can't explain why we're going through what we are going through, we have this hope. That's why we rejoice, because we know there's surely an end, and we're made better and stronger by the things we face. Be encouraged. The good God is working good things out of the not-so-good situation you're faced with. Paul was speaking to the Romans in chapter 5 and said, We glory in tribulations. The word glory used here means to make boast. It means to rejoice. It means to express joy. Watch this. The normal reaction of the world to trouble is depression and fear, anxiety, but not so with believers. For us believers, children of God, we rejoice not because we enjoy tribulation, but because we know it is nowhere compared to what has been worked out for us and in us. So depression is not an option. Suicide is not worth considering because these present trials are nothing compared to what God is working out for you. God is with you. God loves you. He wants the best for you. His word is an encouragement. So do not let the enemy lie to you. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There is hope for you. We know that all things, without any exemption, all things work together for the good of them that love God, who are called according to his purpose. So as you go through life, as you go through tough times, as you go through good times and not so good times, let the word of God be our consolation to remind us that all things work together for our good. As we bring this to a close, I'll quickly go back to our verse for today and remind us. It says, For I consider from the standpoint of faith, it is important that we view things, everything that we go through, through the eyes of faith. It says, I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. There's a glory that God is working in you and for you. It's about to be revealed. And just hold on. Hang on to him. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And he will never let you down. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we thank you for your word. For your word is our consolation. Your word is our encouragement. Your word brings us joy, brings us life. It encourages us when things are not so pleasant. We thank you for your word which is comfort to us today. I receive encouragement for everyone going through tough times. I ask dear Father that you bring joy. I ask dear Father that you turn mourning into dancing. Turn sorrows to joy. Lord, I ask that you make beauty out of these difficult situations as you have promised. For we know that these present sufferings, they're not nothing compared to what you're walking in us. We know you love us. The Bible says, surely there is an end and the expectation of the just shall not be cut short. We trust your word. We believe you. We love you. Thank you. And again, we pray for Lion Heart for an outpouring of your spirit, for a move of your power. Thank you, dear Father. 
Glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So go in this week, in this might, knowing that God is with you. Jesus, his presence is mighty in you, walking in you, helping you through every, every situation that you face. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So don't think about it. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Word Up podcast today. We hope you've been blessed and inspired by God's Word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com worduppodcast21 at gmail.com We'll be delighted to read from you. You can also do well by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up podcast. God bless you.